Welcome to our first online reading session. My name is Caterina Valdivia Bruch and I am the artistic director of the project Rethinking Conceptualism, Avant-Garde Activism and Politics in Latin American Art from the 1960s to the 1980s. In our first session, we are going to speak about Luis Kamnisser's book Conceptualism in Latin American Art, Didactics of Liberation. We are going to speak about the introduction, chapter one and chapter two. I want to go back to one exhibition that was made in 1999 that is called Global Conceptualism Points of Origins that was at the Queens Museum in New York. And in that exhibition, more or less, the concept of conceptualism was used by the curators and the organizers of this. So they wanted to explain that conceptualism is something different from conceptual art. So in an interview at the magazine Post held in 2015, Luis Kamnitzer would say that conceptual art became the term that covered the stylistic period in the US and to some extent Europe between 1965 in 1975. Conceptualism referred to a set of strategies that emerged in periods of crisis and rupture, and it favored the transmission of ideas over any formal speculation about or search for a mystical essence of art after dematerialization. This difference was important. It put conceptual art into a broader and more meaningful context in which seeing was one of many manifestations. It revealed that radical expressions were better seen in communication than in formal changes. And it showed that conceptualism in being a strategy was not bound to the time cycles proposed by traditional art history. So while conceptual art continues the tradition of contemplative art, Conceptualism more directly addresses the issues of erosion of information during transmission, the efficiency of communication, and the flexibility needed when time isn't owned by either the artist or the viewer, when instead it has to be recovered from the repressive structures that usurp this ownership. It's a very condensed text, but it has already some of the descriptions we will see in the text that we were reading. So you have conceptual art and conceptualism. You have also geographically uh, marked areas or geopolitical areas. You have on one side the center, the hegemony of the mainstream, which is the United States and Europe, and in which conceptual art is seen as a historical art style. In the US, for example, in New York, There is a reduction and dematerialization of the work of art. The focus is on the material support. The primacy are ideas and language. There is also a deinstitutionalization of art and its organization. Art is mostly seen as an expression of personal freedom, defined as an individual in contraposition to the collective. Whereas in the periphery that he would put uh, Latin America, but I would include also African countries and Asian countries as well. For him, what is conceptualism? The accent is on communication of ideas. 
talking about the economic exploitation and the Cold War. There is a critique towards imperialism and the increase in capitalism. And a great percentage of these ideas that were dealing with politics. There is less interest in style. There is also the institutionalization with an effort to achieve a radical change in society. Art is seen as an expression either of collaboration with the market or of a resistance that might help achieve a collective freedom. What characterizes Latin American conceptualism? For Luis Kamnitzer, it has its own genealogy and it's not a derivative art form coming from mainstream US or European conceptualism. It's not evenly distributed geographically and did not happen simultaneously. So the first centers were Brazil, and Argentina and within the community of Latin American artists living and working in the U.S. There is a continental awareness, which means that Latin America was seen as a whole transcending nationalisms. According to Puerto Rican art historian Mari Carmen Ramirez, who was also one of the curators of uh, the global conceptualism, she will say that there is an inclusion of social sensorial qualities, let's say like that, sensorial, so that the work of art is allowed to be pressurable. Art tends to be impure or hybrid, pagan and dirty. There is also an utopian thinking. There is the idea of a unified continent, free from imperialist pressures and with economic prosperity for everyone. There is also an agitation construction polarity. So the urge to create is sometimes taken over by the need to agitate. Art is seen as a tool for combat and subversion to change the status quo, to introduce common sense and the missing justice. So the idea is to work with ideas rather than forms. It became something natural to connect with the public. And for me, something that summarizes more or less the book <laughs> would be art, politics and pedagogy and poetry, of course, overlap and influence each other. So this is something that he will go further and further. He starts with these ideas in the chapters we were reading. Luis Camiser's search for the genealogy, so more or less the origins or influences of this Latin American conceptualism. And he will speak about the, the Tupamaros guerrilla from Uruguay and Simón Rodríguez, a philosopher from Venezuela. So for him, in a disciplinary sense, neither Simón Rodríguez nor the Tupamaros were part of art history and not of Latin American conceptualism, but they are incidental to its understanding. Both have an utopian view of society. Both contribute to what Kamitzer calls a didactics of liberation. Thank you very much for being with us and we welcome you to the stage and to speak with us. Yes, Sebastian. I'm a PhD student at the University of Bristol and Exeter. Um, I'm working on um, digital memory spaces from Latin America, but actually the art context comes from my background. I worked um, uh, up until 2018 as the assistant director of uh, the Essex Collection of Art from Latin America. So it's The UK's, what, what we said was the, the, the biggest um, uh, public collection of art from Latin America. Um, it was based at the University of Essex. So it was a very much a teaching um, and research collection. Um, and so actually Kamnitsa, this was one of the texts that we used quite a lot with students because um, it was a very good way of thinking a lot about um, yeah, conceptualism and art from Latin America. And um, yeah, I had the opportunity of curating 
um, some exhibitions and doing a lot of object-based learning using, you know, what we might term activist art from Latin America, but a lot of art that dealt with um, memory um, of um, recent um, violent conflicts and dictatorships. So um, one one of my sort of specialisms was art from Argentina made during and after the last um, military dictatorship in Argentina. Um, so yeah, it's been great to find this uh, session that Katerina has been organising because it's just really great to see. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> With something? Um, no, I mean, I, I, I really have always loved the way that Kamnitsa writes and, and these kind of comparisons with bringing the historical that you mentioned, I think is really interesting. Um, I mean, I wonder for our, for the friends here that uh, are from Venezuela, I mean, and I mean, this uh, Simon Rodriguez, for example, I mean, um, I wonder whether that's a figure that's very well known, but some of the, the text that's included, it almost evokes kind of um, concrete poetry, you know, Fijeda, uh, Goulart, uh, some of the Brazilian um, people would be able to tell us a bit more, but there's this kind of resonances of this and you're thinking i mean we're talking you know good century before you know any of that type of thing um and so it's quite interesting that he would make those parallels um and then i think the second thing perhaps is that more as a sort of provocation is um i mean i do find this idea that he's almost saying that conceptual art in from latin america was much more political than maybe in the center um and that is a really interesting perspective. And I think it's always interesting to come bring a lot of the context happening in the period. However, is there a risk that perhaps by calling all Latin American conceptual art political, it's also potentially a sort of essentializing way of looking at it as well? So more as a provocation. I mean, I do think it's a very valid point, but there could be an issue there as well, perhaps. Of, of um, Yeah, so that's just some observations. Hi, um, my name is Mayra uh, Botaro. I'm originally from Argentina, um, but working in the U.S. Um, I'm currently assistant professor in the Romance Languages Department in the University of Oregon. Um, but I'm currently in Philadelphia for, for pandemic reasons. So um, I'm happy to be able to, to, to meet you all in this virtual format. Um, my work has to do with um, crossings of technology, performance, sound, um, and I'm particularly interested in, in, I work, I'm closely associated with the Jordan Schnitzer Museum of Art. Um, my background in Argentina was writing for an art um, journal, um, curating exhibitions, so I'm really welcoming this, um, this virtual meet. Uh, hi, um, just to, just to continue um, and, and and answer a little bit, engage with what Sebastian was saying on the figure of Simon Rodriguez. Um, I, I think he's extremely canonical. Um, he is not only very well known throughout Latin America, um, but I mean, I also teach him um, and Bolivar both uh, in my like basic like 19th century Latin American survey for my students, which is sort of kind of a 300 level course, which is like a third year um, language course. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very foundational figure. And I think in a way, I mean, I do agree that um, with, with your argument about 
the dangers of essentializing Latin America as a whole. Um, I think he is, Kemitzer is doing it very purposely because of the inclusion of Simon Rodriguez, right? I mean, because, well, when I think about Simon Rodriguez, beyond, um, I mean, what he calls like the experiments with the visual on the page. Um, I mean, reading Kamitsa, what was interesting to me was he was like putting it next to Apollinaire, right? And in a way which felt weird because the experiments in the page come from the background, um, his background as a, as a pedagogue, right? As a, as a, as a, as a teacher. And so the, it was on the one hand, there's this didactic aspect to it, but on the other hand, the material aspect of the print, um, like the leaflets and the pamphlets uh, that he was distributing as part of his political activism. Right. And so in a way it was also a way to cut, you know, catch the idea of a lot of illiterate people that didn't know how to read. So the organization and the page helped that purpose. But so, so, but the, I think that he's, he's bringing him not only because of this connection that he's making with Apollinaire, but also because the idea of Latin Americanism, um, and Latin, the whole continent as a whole, um, that what we learn to call like Bolivarianism, right? In Venezuela, it's like the La Revolución Bolivariana, right? Um, comes from Simón Rodríguez. And so in a way, I think he's trying to make this kind of political genealogy um, that comes from a foundational moment, which is the, the wars of independence in the early 19th century, um, going through um, Martí and Nuestra América, and then going through this idea of um, imperial, like resistance to imperialism and um, pushback against empire. And so in a way, uh, I think that, that 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 sediments, I mean, I think it's less of an essentialist move and more of a um, a position, a sort of a critical positioning with regards to U.S. imperialism. And in this case, right, Paris and New York as the centers that are, uh, if, if you will, the the uh, backbone of art history. Right. I don't know if it makes sense what I'm saying. Okay. Hi. Um, I'm Sebastian Eduardo from Guatemala, living in Berlin. I'm doing my PhD project um, on decoloniality as a term, as a practice, as a misunderstanding, as a or so. But I mean this um, this idea or this or, um, I, I do read through the text kind of um, an attempt for new centers and new canons and maybe I just misunderstand it or maybe it's it's just the effects right of the text uh, this text and this position has effects on um, collections on artists etc and I'm speaking here specifically from from a Central American perspective because um, Central American artists since the 90s are kind of trying to respond to this canon uh, or anti-canon maybe um, after uh, Kamnitzer and also Gerardo Mosquera, right? Because uh, Central American artists are not really thought into um, into this genealogy or into this um, line of, 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 of people or, or let's say um, group of, of artists and, and positions. Um, so it's, yeah, um, maybe... Maybe it's two things. Like one is like the, the 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 positioning, the strategic positioning, and the other one, I do see that this had a lot of effects on on ways of yeah, 
if, if, if it's about Argentina or, or Brazil as kind of the new centers or decentering the center. But I'm, I'm keep, like constantly asking myself during the text, like, mm, isn't it like using like, mm, same or, or, or some similar means, right? Like the whole idea of center and periphery is kind of moved somewhere else. Um, yeah. And I know I'm, I'm yeah. That's it. It's just like I have this 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 question going on, and and I mean you can see the effects of of these artists posed by by these exhibitions, etc. Still today, and yeah. so on the question of of center and periphery, um, I mean, I, I I I one way to approach it is not as a as a reality, but as a way to in which. Historically, um, certain ways of thinking have been construed, right? And so the, the, the center periphery dichotomy, it's a, it's a, it, it comes from a sort of like a colonial imperial context, right? But also in the 70s, 60s and the 70s, it transformed into like dependency theory, right? Sort of economic, dependency theory and so so it kind of transpired into different sort of iterations um so um i definitely think that um that um coming say it's 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 drawing from from that in a way um but um i i don't necessarily think of 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 the dichotomy as as very productive to to keep on thinking about um sort of um how we approach necessarily conceptualism today um the other thing it's something that sebastian mentioned that i that i found interesting and it is true i think that there is kind of like elided like there's some a, a reference to the caribbean but he comes so that very quickly dismisses it and i i i i picked up on it but now that you mention it, i was it i it i remember that i thinking huh that's bizarre and it's so interesting that um he mentions it i think in the second in the sort of first chapter one i think this is the second on the one that talks about food right And he, he mentions precisely the question of, um, of Fernando Ortiz and the contrapunteo, right? And, and the sort of like the metaphor for food. And, and he kind of says, well, it, and, and this could work, but it's Cuban. So no, um, very quickly, which I thought was bizarre, um, because it seemed weirdly sort of, um, particular for, for a dismissal. Um, and I, it, it also got me thinking into, uh, I think that in a way, the, the, I think the, the way that he tries to, to dismantle the, the center periphery dichotomy is through this metaphors of food. Um, which I think that at some other point in some other discussion, we could even make it a bit more complex. I was, it made me think about, uh, the metaphor of digestion in, in a, in an essay by Derrida that talks about precisely the connection with um, sort of the economic value and food with regards to, to artistic value and art, the value of art, uh, economicis, which is so interesting, but maybe some, something for a different conversation. Yes, because it's going back again to this question of Latin American fiction or identity or 
or, or something like this. I, I tried to like, um, because it was a bit weird how, how I posted, I think, but the question of center and periphery, because of course, I think we can agree that there is still something as a center and a periphery in the contemporary art world and that New York is still um, a name we know, let's say. Um, but the question maybe would be like, um, if we acknowledge this division, which is still persists, and, and I think it, it is it's there, not only in the art world, what do we do with that? Do we need new centers? Um, or can we avoid uh, the question of center and periphery? Can we move out of the question without falling into something you said, Katarina, which would be the idea of the global, globalized, etc. right? Like how, which, which, which models can we have? So this could be a, an interesting question to think of also because it has, as I said, effects on um, institutions, artists. Um, it has really like material, material effects, this discussion, right? Um, and the second thing, I, I think it's interesting, it goes a bit out of the text and more maybe into more personal sphere. And I think like Latin American is a question of becoming, right? You're, you're not born Latin American, you become, and I can speak of my experience, but as you were talking about where you're in now, I think we, a lot of us um, were born some, somewhere in Latin America and then traveled somewhere else. And I think this moment of traveling, and of course it depends on the reasons for travel, etc. but I think it's very constitutive for for the Latin American fiction. And I mean, I became Latin American when I moved away of, of Guatemala. And I think this, I think this experience, um, I'm not sure it was coming up in the text. I think uh, Kamnitsa mentioned um, artists in New York, etc. But I think this is also something we have to, or not we have to, but it's interesting to, to think of when, when we're talking about the Latin America, Latin Americanism, um, migration, uh, traveling and and also diaspora culture because um, I think there is a lot of times where the fiction starts to take shape and, and you feel it. 